0: Hello everyone, welcome back. Brownie Techish, let's go. Michael Bahane, Abadesi.
1: Oh, let's do it. <laughs> Boom. Say my name now. <laughs> so yesterday I was at The Wing and...
0: What is The Wing if people don't know what it is, what, what The Wing is?
1: The Wing is a co-working space, community space, founded by two female founders in the US and now in a few cities all across America and here in London. They opened just a few months ago. Um... It's co-working space slash members club. Hmm. Uh, And what I really like about it are all the free events they put on for the community. So included in your membership are panels and talks. They've had people like Emma DeBerry who wrote the book, Don't Touch My Hair. Hmm. And yesterday they had Cindy Gallop, who is an incredible entrepreneur, investor, campaigner. You might have heard of her Make Love Not Porn campaign. Have,
0: yeah, it was a company, wasn't it, at one point?
1: Yeah, and she's also raising raising a sex tech fund to invest in women operating within that space. But yeah, she's just a powerhouse. Mm. As she says in her Twitter bio, I like to blow shit up. I am the Michael Bay of business.
0: <laughs> Bad voice five.
1: Um, so she comes from the world of advertising. And for the last few years has focused more on entrepreneurship and gender equality and entrepreneurship. And yes, innovations within porn and sex and all that kind of stuff. But what I really liked about her presentation yesterday was just how direct she was. Mm. You know, historically, there's been a lot of taboo, particularly in women's circles around discussing money. Mm. I think a big part of it probably comes because, you know, for many, many decades, women didn't really actively manage a lot of money right Mm. like if we think back to more traditional environments and traditional values but yeah she was just like you know don't don't be shy about having aspirations to earn more and ask for more which i thought was really good and she gave lots of tactics around negotiating and like your value she was saying you know what you ask for is how people see you in terms of what you are worth Yeah. So if you feel you are worth a lot because you're you know, you add value, then ask for a lot. It's not about what you feel comfortable doing or whatever, it's what you know you are worth and what you deserve. And I think a lot of the time we don't really think about Mm. our value in terms of that. We overcompensate for the other side of the table too much. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's underrepresented people even more so because that imposter syndrome comes in and a part of us feels like wait, can I ask for I mean they could just find someone else who could do that and it's like you know the minute you start going down that path of thinking you're really in trouble so I thought that was really cool and she was like saying some really funny stuff she was just like bullshit like a straight white man does and I was a bit like (laughs) you know that kind of fake it till you make it thing but it was also just speak with the confidence I mean look at Donald Trump sometimes you know what I mean or Boris Johnson like these people they they don't know what they're talking about but they're just saying it so confidently that the whole world is just like yeah I got your back
0: you know what? So speaking of money, yes, um,
1: give me some. <laughs>
0: the there was a kind of reoccurring thing that happened on Twitter where a lot of software engineers essentially were kind of being transparent about how much they were getting paid and like where they're based and you know what's their equity compensation because I think the argument was that. A lot of us, especially women, people of color, when it comes to negotiating, because of that lack of transparency, you're getting offered a lot less than what you deserve, right? So everyone's like, okay, cool, let's be out there and let's be transparent with it, right? I don't know. How do you feel about it? Because I like the sentiment and I think it has a lot of power in helping people. Yeah. But it, it also does feel a bit, I don't know, maybe this is why the culture has to shift. Cause even it's I was British. sitting there, yeah, I was seeing people, I was, seeing, I was just like, I don't know. To me, it felt a bit wrong to a certain extent. Feels vulgar. Yeah, it feels a bit vulgar. That's the thing. Because I'm like, even the amounts that I'm seeing people throw up, I'm just like, oh, my days. Like, I don't think you guys know how rich you are. Like, you, yeah. you see what i'm saying like i'm just like oh well, yeah, i got 300k you know i don't know that they it, it, it mean well and it comes from a place of like i want to mm. help people so they know what they're negotiating with right but i don't know if twitter was the correct forum for that well
1: as the op original poster said he was blown away most of all by the responses from underrepresented people right like people who already suspect they might be discriminated against yeah. because of their background and i feel like That alone is worth the potential discomfort, awkwardness, or frustration. That's real. You know what? It it is difficult to see. And, you know, comparison is the thief of joy. As soon as we know that someone else has more than us, it's just like, oh, I don't even like my job anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But I think we need more of this. Honestly, we need more of this. And I think, you know, in America, I, I believe an employer cannot include in the employment contract that you are not allowed to disclose your salary. But here in the UK, yeah, we still yeah. have companies where employers can do that. So yeah. if you're caught discussing your comp with another employee, you get fired.
0: Yeah, that's real. I remember just even asking somebody what they were getting as an intern. And I was an intern and I went to an and they, they were like, we can't talk about that. It's not allowed.
1: And I and just I find like, that crazy. That's mad. I didn't know that someone needs to legislate to government about that because that is what's keeping you know ethnic pay gap
0: gender pay gender gap, pay gap those,
1: yeah. Muslim pay gap disabled pay gap all that stuff is entrenched as long as we don't have the freedom to talk about these things
0: <laughs> but you know what you know how you were saying out like it's for the underrepresented folk and whatever right this it almost seems to have the opposite effect because I have seen people um, and I mentioned to you off mic uh, people that are like high profile white dudes at Facebook um, who are based in like the London office as opposed to the US office and people are like whoa man you so underpaid like can we do like a patreon for you because this person (coughs) what this person was quite prominent they're quite prominent in terms of helping popularize a facebook programming language i don't want to go into too much details um and the person essentially was on 100k which in u.s terms is quite is very low in uk terms 100k is is pretty much you're very well paid to
1: be a senior engineer to be
0: a senior engineer not just that to be a front-facing senior engineer who's popularizing and there to kind of explain like community builder as community well Community builder, right? yeah. like uh, one of facebook's major you know projects which is their programming language it's hard to not explain who the person is because i'm going into like it's so vague right now but anyways it, it, it had the opposite effect because people were like yeah like let's how do we donate to you because you're like you're so important to the community and you're not getting what you deserve right so i'm not hating on it he probably is underpaid but
1: at the same time that's not a reflection on this guy's bad negotiation skills it's a reflection on the flaws of our economy i can name like a dozen people who i rely on for information entertainment insight who are probably earning a fraction of what i earn right now that's
0: real i think it it showcases the fact that one of the most biggest determining factors of how much you earn is just your location and what country you're born into absolutely the bus i think i read it in 23 Things. they don't tell you about capitalism the bus driver in sweden owns 50 times the bus driver in india but the bus driver in india probably is probably a better driver because the roads are not as good whatever whatever right so obviously this is not as bad of of an example but it's like yeah the engineers in the valley those salaries don't necessarily translate anywhere else Mm. to anyone who's a developer in in any other major city
1: it's a privilege to work in silicon valley most people can't even get a visa
0: yeah real talk If you're looking for a new start, check out Pocket Jobs, that's P-O-C-I-T-J-O-B-S.com, pocketjobs.com. It's a career platform for people of colour in the tech industry looking to level up. It's used by tons of startups, non-profits and large tech companies looking to find amazing candidates of colour for the tech roles. Link in the show notes. So I want to talk about my experience on TV, not just so I can brag, humble brag, but just so that I can also give a fair warning to anybody else who might be in that position where they're on Live television. Yes. So the the segment that I was asked to be on um was about st- stuff that we talk about in tech techish, essentially stuff about uh, children having access to smartphones, right? Um, and it was very last minute, so I had to kind of come up with a spiel pretty quick. And um, they were like, yeah, like, so we're going to talk about, um, you know, the stuff and, like, what's your intro, like, so we can talk about who you are as a person, right? Um, what your companies that you're doing. And obviously, as an entrepreneur, you want them to plug what you're doing because I'm going there to talk about something that isn't necessarily related to my company. They're like, yeah, so what's your thing? I said, yeah, people of techish podcast. Cool, 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 cool. All of a sudden, so I'm on the, I can see, I'm sat next to the host now. I can see she gets a little message in her earpiece. Yeah, technology expert. Just call him a technology expert. Oh, my God. Like, I was like, <laughs> and then they were like and roll cameras and they're like here's michael payne technology expert i was like damn so if you are ever gonna go on tv just be forewarned that like you're not necessarily gonna be able to push it in the narrative that you the narrative that you want you mm. don't have complete control of that it was still a wonderful experience and i'm really appreciative that i came on but i just mm-hmm. wanted to say like if you are because i had a few other entrepreneurs hit me up and say like oh like Where your techish t-shirt yeah, well, people people were saying i should have been more flagrant with it and just wore a techish t-shirt for example right i said that yeah I you said, said that. that yeah and other people backed you up um but yeah, like so be careful if you do go on TV, you're not necessarily gonna have the chance to kind of spin it in the way that you want, per se. No. So that was a fun little tangent. But you still got your face out there. I got my face out there. Whoop,
1: whoop. I was just gonna start off with some audience reflections. Yeah, gone. So public service announcement. Yep. Do not drive while listening to techish, apparently.
0: Apparently it's dangerous. If you're driving right now, we want you to pull up. Does yeah.
1: pull over into a, what do you call that hard shoulder? I don't, yeah. I don't drive, I don't drive, I don't
0: drive, terrible. So, the <laughs> so apparently, you, you might end up laughing and, and hurt yourself. Don't do that. I,
1: That's so funny because I actually listened back to the episode and I was like, Where was the funny bit? It probably wasn't funny, I knew, it came, I knew it didn't come from you. I was listening, ah, <laughs> hater, listening from our punchline, <laughs> so, but um, yeah, so that was the that was the first one. I also appreciated how many folks reflected on which which board they would
0: like to sit on. So, what were the interesting ones? So we asked a couple episodes ago, what company boards would you like to sit on, essentially? And, and people gave us some feedback. Interesting yes. ones.
1: So Sally's Beauty from Ania Black and Brown Founders, which I thought was quite interesting. And there's definitely a lot of those. So it's like a high street, you know, chain, basically mm. beauty store. I've been around for a while, but could probably do with some work in terms of catching up with the digital first economy.
0: That's a good point.
1: Um, I don't know why I'm speaking the Queen's English. I'm trying uh-huh. to get my Meghan Markle on over <laughs> here. Um, We also had a few... Uh, apparel brands right. surfaced too which I thought was quite interesting I what I liked most of all was that people were just picking companies that they had a real affinity with
0: yeah I think I saw Fenty, Fenty Beauty right Rihanna's company there
1: yes somebody
0: else also said Starbucks oh yeah Starbucks I don't know about that one well, well, you I know, know. Yeah. they're making money. They're making money. And
1: up. when those black guys got arrested at Starbucks, they enforced, like, they made everyone have a day off yeah. to diversity inclusion training, which is the quickest I've seen any company react. I
0: mean, for them to shut down all of their stores, that's a big move, considering how good. much revenue they lost in that one given day. Yeah. i am actually been reading the, the I found um, a book in a charity store, and it's the founder of um, Starbucks, Howard Schultz, right? I mean, I don't necessarily know if he's a good guy or a bad guy in terms of holistically, but the book is quite interesting. He grew up in the project's, grew up in the hood essentially and got a scholarship to uni became a sales guy and then from there he starbucks had already existed for 10 years he joined as an employee and then from there he kind of took it in a different direction and whatever whatever i just found it interesting because i have a few friends of mine that are like salespeople and are not necessarily the creative types to come up with the idea and to Mm. be like oh like i've got this great idea for an app but if you aren't that person like a lot of my friends aren't being the salesperson is still quite powerful. Oh gosh. Being the yeah. person who can pick up the phone and just be like, yo, this is the product we're doing. Whatever, whatever. Get get me the meeting. I'm gonna because yes. a lot of us who are the developers who are themselves ourselves as more creative, we're scared of doing that.
1: Mm. It's, that's
0: the hard part. The hard part is actually getting the meetings, getting in front of budget holders, yeah, selling the product, right? So don't feel Asking bad. Asking for a staff. Asking for stuff. Sales like is
1: so underrated. I say completely. this to people who I mentor all the time where they're like, Oh, like I don't have any technical skills, oh blah, blah, blah. I'm not sure. And I was just like, B D. Yeah. Go into Yeah. And it's like, oh, but I don't know what it is, blah blah. I was like, you're doing it right now. Yeah. You, you managed to get me to give you my time. Yeah. To help you out. Now you've managed to get me to give you my advice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you've already you've already negotiated. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, so yeah, I always I always tell people that. A couple other companies are just gonna shout out SoundCloud. Someone said SoundCloud because yeah. they thought it would be kyra That you thought like, it'd be cool to work for a music They've company. been struggling
0: though, haven't they, for quite some time to, to find a model to make it work, right?
1: I think they're just, it, it's one of those things where the music industry is already so, like, divided into, like, who who makes money and who makes a lot of it and who right. doesn't. And, you know, whether it's major labels, touring companies, etc. And I think SoundCloud just kind of struggled because it couldn't really get that major label market.
0: Yeah. And also I think copyright issues, people were like throwing up tracks that had like other Mm. people's beats and when they had to enforce copyright, it was, yeah, it was difficult. I remember you- you, I used to host a
1: podcast on SoundCloud.
0: Before how dare you?
1: I know, man, yeah. OG podcast over here. But yeah, we used to just like cut up tracks of other people's songs and then we were like, oh wait, actually we don't have-
0: The right to do that? The
1: right to do Uh, that.
0: But that's what made SoundCloud such a creative place though. So many artists blew up off there because they could just quickly throw up tracks, do mixes and whatever, whatever. But it wasn't technically legal, so- Shout out to SoundCloud. (laughs) (laughs) What else?
1: Oh, Square. Someone also said Square. Um, It's interesting because I feel like point of sale payments Mm. is becoming quite heated up space.
0: Yeah, I think it's turning into a commodity, to be honest. I mean, I used Square for Techish Live, and the product was amazing. It was seamless. It was really well designed. How much was that? I can't remember. I can't remember. Is it a subscription? No, it's not.
1: Just processing fee? Process
0: fee, basically, right? And so it was affordable, and it was like the UI was intuitive. It gave you that Apple feel. Oh, the way yeah. the packaging was really minimalistic mm-hmm. and white and whatever, nice. right? Um, so showers out to Square. I mean, I, I don't know enough about what they're doing on the, on the other end. I think they've got a few software products and a few like, they're doing crypto, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And maybe like stock and stuff like that. Like, st- But I don't know. I mean, payments is going to be huge. Um, I don't know how general. Jack Dorsey
1: is CEO of Twitter Square and doing all his yoga retreats Why and saving privilege? Nigeria. Because you can't do that, bruv.
0: I'm going to be like, can I be the CEO of two companies simultaneously? It's like
1: they're telling the right. women around the world we can't even be mid-level management. Meanwhile, Trust this guy's me. got two CC nah. jobs. Jack,
0: Jack, I rate Jack Dorsey. He's a very creative individual, obviously. And, you know, the initial inception of creating Twitter where it was just like all about limitation all about because you, know, you can go on, online and find the initial sketch of the UI of Twitter and it hasn't changed that much right um, so he's a very great entrepreneur but yeah I don't think it's it's right that he can be the CEO of two companies two public companies simultaneously mm-hmm. like literally he's in charge of how many billions of dollars of public mm-hmm. of, of, of the public market's money it, to me it's um,
1: meanwhile he's going to be spending more time in Africa
0: yeah he, he, he's not Elon I think Elon could just about get away with it I don't think I don't think Jack should God this myth of Elon come on don't be a hater i not that's a hater a I'm
1: not a hater but I'm just saying like he's not that amazing he kind of sort of is like so curious to hear your thoughts on this some hustle advice hustle tips someone recently reached out to me they're a product manager Mm mhm and their company, their startup, the startup they work at, to be clear, had been acquired by another company that didn't have a great reputation mm-hmm. for its acquisitions. So right. it seemed to be a kind of you know rape and pillage vibe. Wow, got you. Um, <laughs> that might be a bit too yeah, harsh that's a bit description. Strong, but yeah, but got you, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Just like rated of what it's good. Corporate um, raters, right? Yeah, there you go. Um, and so they said to me how should I assess my next best move? Mm. Given, you know, I was happy in the company, but now there's a lot of uncertainty
0: on the road ahead. I think, yeah, you've got to be frank and and assess, uh, you know, what is the track record of the company and and the companies they've acquired? Is it like shut down within two years? Are they swallowed whole by the existing company? And do you want to work for that new company? I mean, I will be looking at my options, keeping it real. Depending on how many options I do have, my eyes will be wondering. That's that's what I was thinking. Yeah, I mean, there's there's no loyalty in this game. Let's keep it real. If you're an employee, like... You've just got to go, go for words, what's best for you because everyone's doing the same thing. Yeah. So F it. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping it real.
1: Um, I said a similar thing. I was like, first of all, reread your employment contract. Okay, that's good. And understand your rights again. Absolutely. Like, you know, what are the terms by which you can be terminated? Yep. Would you be out owed severance, gardening leave? Like, basically, what's the vibe on that front? Yeah. Secondly, what do you want? what do you want? Like, are you willing to like, hold on to the bitter end because you, you don't feel like job hunting right now? Right. Um, are there other options that you can explore? You know, if, if the cost of the uncertainty is so great on your mental and physical health, it's just not worth it to stick around, then by all means don't. Yeah. But if you, you know, can, you've got a bit saved, you can keep saving with that next paycheck that's guaranteed to come through. Then maybe you're not in so much of a hurry, but yeah, I just said start with the employment contract yeah. just to remember what, you know, what you have the right to what happens if the company goes into administration what happens if and then just take it from there
0: check out abadesi's hustle crew hustle crew is on a mission to make the tech industry more productive and inclusive through talks training and mentorship link in the show notes
1: so here's another scenario so uh someone in my circle recently felt that they had 5x burnout what does that mean I think it just means they were
0: super burnt They're out. They're super burnt out. <laughs> yeah, five times the normal super burnt <laughs> yeah, out. Okay, yeah. got you. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, so like reflecting on past times, I have felt burnout. I feel multiples of that right now in this yeah. moment. Oh, in
0: so this you situation- would say that you, you feel burnout right now?
1: I, I'm I'm talking about the person. Oh, got you. Got yeah,
0: got yeah. you. Sorry, go ahead. I'm I'm,
1: I'm, I'm okay. okay. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm coasting okay. on the edge, but. <laughs> 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 um, anywho, so this person in, uh, is working at a startup. Mm-hmm. Is in a very hands-on role. Um, like public facing and as a consequence of that feels that they can't necessarily turn off, switch off. Right. And they found themselves in a situation where they didn't necessarily know how to be either like push back mm. or create boundaries. Mm-hmm. They felt that they were working all the time yeah. and when they weren't working, they were, you know, sleeping, eating and et cetera. So, for people who find themselves in this position, maybe they're not senior enough in their company, senior enough in their role, or even just experienced enough in general mm. to find that way to articulate, I don't have the resources, I don't have the capacity or whatever. People that just feel that they're always on this cycle of like rushing to finish everything burnt out, yeah, rushing yeah, yeah, to finish yeah, everything yeah, yeah. burnt out.
0: So part. is the problem that their employers are not understanding and they're pushing them or is the problem that they are not giving themselves the kind of space to kind of take a break? Cause it's I think difficult. it's both, to be I honest. I
1: think it's both. I think, yeah, I, yeah. I think you know, we live in a world where companies are always going to try and squeeze more out gonna of you. They're going to
0: take advantage of you, right?
1: And at the same time, so in a way, you know, we talked about this before, how I said there's going to be a backlash against remote working yeah. sooner than we think. Yeah. As much as a company employs us to do stuff they don't necessarily take it upon themselves to manage our relationship with our work,
0: right? Right. Yeah.
1: We have to take that responsibility. Yeah.
0: I, I don't know what to say. I think you're probably best to speak to this. <laughs> I'll keep it real. because I think I think my experience as an entrepreneur is very different than what somebody would have within right. private. dish I'm saying, as in, I have
1: talk I have. talk to me about that though. In what way?
0: So um, I had to set you know a few rules with myself. I had to negotiate with myself because there's a part of me that wants to keep working hard because I know that there's there's money on the table, there's money on the line, and I know that I have an opportunity that not many people have in the sense that I've got a company that's working. I've had companies that have failed before, so I know that, yo, this isn't promised. So there's that part of myself that's like, don't mess this up, keep going, don't stop. And then there's the part of myself that's also like, yo, fam, life's rushing by, you're not mm-hmm. necessarily having the most fun You're exhausted, you're tired, you're jeopardizing your personal relationships and stuff. Um, You've got to kind of find a semblance of work balance. And I have that internal dialogue at all times, most of the time. So, and I struggle to find, you know, the balance. I went on holiday recently. Um, That was a good thing. Um, Jamaica. Yeah, I went to Jamaica bad impersonation i won't do that again uh, <laughs> sorry sorry what you Jamaican people. <laughs>
1: sorry, making, i just love that accent so much i always uh, try to do that. it yeah, okay yeah.
0: Sorry. We, <laughs> so yeah i'll let you answer in terms of the corporate world i think as an entrepreneur what i would recommend to all other entrepreneurs is this and i stole this from tim ferris is if you have got the resources do book on holiday for yourself okay a long break maybe three weeks maybe four weeks if possible what? two weeks max minimum okay? okay right where you're off the grid wow. you are not contactable you are not uh, able to work on your company right what will happen is you will develop systems to allow you to do that and when you come back from your holiday mm. your company will and your life will be better for it so in order to take that two weeks i see you will end up designing your company processes. in a way and processes in a way where Yourself. you are no longer completely beholden to everything 24 7 and that's what i kind of did i didn't really speak on it but that's that was my intention i ended up bringing some people on board outsourcing a few things yes. and now that I've come back I've got a better grip on, on things. It's very easy to, to creep back into the old way. Yes. It's very easy to, but like I I've it's been for the best. Obviously it's a very privileged thing. If you're starting a company right now, you're thinking what's my mind talking about going yeah. on a two week holiday doesn't happen in. I'm a bit further down the line, couple years in. But if anybody else is a couple years in, that's one thing I'd recommend. You're more but than
1: was, a couple years in. You're like four years yeah, in. Yeah, four years
0: in. I think I'm just into now. Yeah it's almost like it's almost like five years, yeah. It's mad. Um I yeah, think on the fifth year I will celebrate. That's useful. Because I think uh you better. Because I think, what's the, what's the odds? Like, what's the odds about, what did they say? Most like companies single
1: digit percentages. Yeah, so if I
0: make it five years, woo, let me know, drinks it. All
1: are, <laughs> yeah, I think that's really good, really good advice. I don't often find myself quoting Tim Ferriss, but... Um, don't hate him.
0: <laughs> um,
1: um, <laughs> he, make, he makes a lot of sense in that particular point. I've actually been doing this with Hustle Crew as well, where I realized the company I started three and a half years ago is a different company to the one I'm leading now. And similar to that point, I was like too much of how we operate and who we work with is in my head and it needs to be in CRM and too much about how we decide who we will work with and who we don't is also in my head and needs to be in a decision-making framework so that all of these things can be delegated. And I think solopreneurs Mm -hmm. like us really struggle with that. Like Mm -hmm. I have, I'm basically now on the, really steep edge of a learning curve where I've, I'm growing my team and I'm delegating responsibilities, which I have previously had to contractors and freelancers Mm -hmm. who are probably going to be a lot better at it than me because this is their skill set And I'm just kind of generalist running around, but yeah, it is, it is really tough, but
0: do you foresee a future where even when you're hired to come in to consult that it won't necessarily even be you that goes in? Oh, totally. I mean, I already have dream.
1: That's a hundred percent the dream. Um, I know that if I want to achieve our mission, I have to find a way to scale it. And that means that I'm not always going to be doing everything. And I'm Mm. really fortunate that the mission resonates with so many people. Like, I already have two other people facilitating. Mm. And that's what we need now. But, like, over time, hopefully we'll get more. And, yeah, definitely. I think that would be great. But, yeah, to your point around um, how does one avoid that cycle of overextending and burning out and then coming back to it again. I think I don't want to lie. I do know how hard it is, especially when you're in your first few jobs, especially if you have never had the experience of running a business yourself. So it's very difficult for you to know that. You know, one of the things that I've learned as a founder myself is that founders are good at getting you to work yep. for them. Yeah, I will squeeze every last drop out of you. Okay, but, if I get, like, a- <laughs> <laughs> but you know, because I, I. I'm always looking ahead. I'm always looking at what's next. And if I can get more out of you, then that's going to get me to my goal quicker. And then I can set a new goal and then we can get there. And I think when you first start out in work, you only really understand your own personal incentives and you don't understand that everyone around you has different incentives and different motivations. And that means sometimes when you say things like, oh, I need more help with this, or I'm already stretched on that, not everyone is listening that's not true. everyone is remembering, not yeah. everyone is prioritizing your needs because everyone's prioritizing their goals. So I would say that's like the first thing to remember when you find yourself really like exasperated or at a loss, because it's very easy to default to that thinking of, well, why is everyone doing this to me? Mm. You know, I've said this, I've said that, no one's helping me. And like mm. a lot of the time, like, it's not really about you. Yeah. It's just about other things that are going on. And then the second thing I'd say is you know focus on what you have achieved and keep records of those results and let those be the anchor of the conversation. So instead of having to start a conversation about struggling with capacity or struggling with workload in a negative way, mm. you can start it with, hey, so over the last four weeks, we've hit this target, that target. We were over that target by X percent. And now as I look at the next month and those targets, I'm realizing that it's going to be really hard for me to meet those unless something is taken off my plate.
0: That's a good point. I think that's a, and that's a great strategy. Is there a chance, for example, if you have friends that are treating you a certain way? Yes. Um, you can tell them, listen, I don't want to be treated this way and you can yeah. have new behaviours and new boundaries. But there's also a chance where, you know what, perhaps we've crossed the bridge too far now. You you are so toxic to me. You behave mm. in a certain way. You're trained to t- treat me in a certain way that I've got to go, go off and meet new people. Yes, is it a lot easier instead of training your current employer to say, this is my new boundaries now to just go to a new company and say, mm. and start with boundaries as opposed to trying to, because I think people are very bad at changing their behavior towards Agreed. somebody. Like if, 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 I, if you hired somebody, for example, yeah. and then, you know, they will always work into like seven or eight and then all of a sudden they're, at four o'clock their phone's on airplane mode, you're going to be like, what? Like you're going to yeah. be in for a shock. Whereas if they started that way, fair enough, right? Mm. So, Is that a problem also that you probably, you might be better off just going somewhere new
1: with the new boundaries. I feel like that is the solution only if you've accepted that you are not the problem. Got you. And what I'm saying is sometimes we are also the problem. Understood. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because um, you're right. People don't change, but that applies as much to me as an employee as it does to my employer. Right. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I always love that saying there's no geographical solution to a psychological problem. What does that mean? So it means if I am bad, let's say, at enforcing boundaries, communicating about my capacity, pushing back with reason on things that, you know, I'm overcommitting to, it doesn't matter whether I'm working with you here or I'm working with Jane over there because I'm bringing those same challenges with me
0: thanks for listening everybody that's been brand new techish we'll be back next week as usual uh use the hashtag techish if you have any thoughts on what we said jump into the convo jump into the convo join us and we'll catch you next week and support us on patreon patreon.com techish.